0: Hello, hello, hola, amigas. Welcome back to the Legacy Building Mamas podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I am Evelyn Lopez DeLon, your host. If you're anything like me, you've probably asked yourself, as a woman, can we have it all? It can be overwhelming and the mental load we carry is real. But what if I told you that achieving this balance is not only possible, but it is within your reach? As that saying goes, Where there's a will, there's a way. Join us as we navigate the challenges of balancing it all. Let's talk about the tools and strategies that are within our control to support us. Before we dive in, remember this, you are enough, you are capable, and you are the driver of your own success. It's a truth we must embrace. In today's episode, I'll be delving into a topic that's not just relevant, but it's essential. I thought that this would be great timing, especially as we're approaching the busy Christmas festive season, which can be a lot of fun, but let's face it, a lot of stress too. During the festive season, mamas often take on extra tasks like buying gifts, decorating the house, planning special meals, hosting family gatherings hosting friends' gatherings and organising playdates and activities for the kids and saying yes to a lot of things we may or should be saying no to. So today's topic is about identifying codependency behaviours and setting boundaries. In this episode, I explore the art of saying no, breaking free from codependency, learn the power of prioritising self-care and discover actionable steps to safeguard your well-being. I share my personal experiences and valuable insights into how navigating codependency became the cornerstone of my journey towards authenticity. Let's navigate the holidays with intention and a renewed sense of personal freedom. So, before we dive into today's episode, let's talk about a challenge many parents face: sleep. In episode number nine, I opened up about the struggles we had with Jasmine's sleep. It coincided with daylight savings and initially we hoped the time change would naturally adjust her sleep. When that didn't happen weeks later, we did some research. The solution, adjusting her nap schedule. She was having a 2.5-hour naps so she loved her sleep. I mean, she, she always has. Um, and she just was sleeping through, um, the afternoon and we just never really thought of waking her up. We just thought she'd, um, naturally just adjust her, her nap. Um, however, because we were just having all these um, troubles, I decided to revisit the Save Our Sleep. You may have heard um, a few episodes of me talking about Save Our Sleep book um, in regards to uh, Jasmine and Alyssa's um, sleeping patterns. And um, I hadn't revisited it for Jasmine for a while. As she's been a good sleeper, she was sleeping through the night, so there was no need to revisit that. However, um, once it got to this point where, It was affecting us um, and it had gone for way too long, longer than what it normally usually goes for. I did a bit of Google research as well, which both things, like the book and some research that I had done, suggested shorter naps. We cut them down to one hour and made some tweaks to our bedtime routine, opting for a quieter atmosphere and staying in the bedroom with dim lights. After about a week of adjustments, guess what? She's back to sleeping through the night, and I am so happy. Um, I share this experience in case any of you are dealing with sleep challenges. Remember, sleep patterns change with age, and there are solutions. I feel so much more rested now, although we're now navigating teething challenges with Alyssa. But it is more manageable, though, and not an every-night occurrence. So we are enjoying those precious moments of better sleep at the moment. Um, and I think that I, I just like to um, acknowledge the fact that you know as as we sort of go through um, our journey and our, as in Adam and my journey for for our um, you know building a business it's it's the hard times when it comes to sleep so I definitely like to talk about it um, and talk about our experiences I think for my my own self it is part of our journey um and it is part of um you know I guess the hustle that we have to face um having two small children and um i think that you could also resonate with that um as you know i know a lot of you are, are going through the same journey so happy to talk to you about um sleeping um challenges that we may have and and for you if if it does resonate with you please feel free to reach out because it is a topic i love to discuss um, okay so let's dive into the actual um, episode today. So I think we should start with the codependency topic because for me, this came first and then I identified that um, I needed to set my boundaries as well. So what I mean by codependency is when other people's lives start affecting you, when you care so much, and let's face it, we all care and we want the best for others. Sometimes I think I have cared too much And there are moments we need to detach ourselves from other people's problems. I have said this before, that everyone has choices in life. For me, identifying this topic first was when I started to understand the art of setting boundaries. In my personal experience, my codependency was with my immediate family, the people I was closest to. When I was in my early 20s, I had already experienced a fair amount of drama in my life. I have said this before. Similar to a telenovela, I could write a book about it, um, but maybe I will add that to my five to seven year vision board. But, anyways, um, I will write a book um, about about my um, drama in the family and and everything that um, we've been through. It really is like a telenovela, but um, you know, it, it only creates um, my story and my journey. So. I, going back to my 20s, I started to take on some of my family's problems. I cared too much about what was happening in their lives, mostly based on their choices, some not based on their choices, but still their lives to live. I started to feel unhappy, so unhappy even when it seemed I had it all at that point, a stable relationship, had bought a house, had a great social life, had a promising career, but yet within there was something not right. I went to counselling. That's when I started identifying that my happiness wasn't coming from my life and the things that I was doing. It stemmed from my family's lives. I was unhappy because I was codependent on their lives. So much it was affecting mine. Going to counselling was the first step I took to owning that feeling. The wise counsellor explained that they should be navigating their own lives and trust that they would figure it out. That it was their journey, not mine. That in itself was so liberating to hear. For the first time, I actually felt like, oh, so it's not me. I'm actually not being selfish. Are you sure I should be doing this? And and look, it did take me a couple more years and a few different counselors to really get me to embody that. It wasn't overnight. It was a transformation I needed to embody to actually feel like I wasn't being selfish. I realised that I needed to take care of myself and remember that as the youngest member of my family, I wasn't responsible for anything that had happened to them, that we all got given the same card, but we all as independent people went through a different journey and that I needed to remove myself from any feelings of guilt or even feelings like I had to fix their mistakes, not even mistakes. Some of it, like I said, wasn't a choice that they made. But it's like I had to fix their unhappiness or um, what they were going through. And so I respectively went. Sorry, I respectfully went through a journey of removing myself, and that led to me creating my boundaries, learning to say no learning to stop pleasing people because it wasn't getting me any further. In regards to my experience at that point, it even led to financial support. I had I had helped my family members out with finances by the age of 22 years old. I happily lent them money. Granted, they paid me back eventually, but their burden I carried emotionally. It wasn't about the money. That was my real step at that point because I really wanted to say no. At that point, my then partner and I were saving for a house, so they knew I had the savings, but it did cause a lot of strain in my then relationship and even pushed out the process of buying a house. Not to say that was the reason we broke up, even then, I felt selfish. Long story short, my partner was probably the one to push me to start saying no. The reason why I needed to navigate that with a counsellor was because I was stuck in two worlds, my world of getting ahead and my family's world. It was affecting my relationship and my dreams. Again, not the reason we broke up. I called it off because I simply wasn't happy And I went on a soul-searching journey at the same time as navigating my family and creating boundaries on my own terms, in my relationship with my then-partner and my relationship with my family. When I realised how bad it actually was, and it wasn't something I was making up, was the moment my then-partner and I decided to go separate ways and we sold the house, I got my money back, cash in the bank. My then partner and his mum mentioned in two separate, um, I guess, in two separate conversations. It wasn't like they mentioned it together. It was two separate conversations that I was having with them. And both of them had mentioned should they tell my family that I got nothing back, that maybe I should lie about the cash that I would have in the bank, that I should tell them that I was left with nothing. But I didn't want to tarnish the perception my family had of him. That wouldn't be fair. But it did make me realize again that I wasn't making this up. I actually thought it was all in my head, funnily enough. And once it got to that point, I realized from a different perspective that, wow, they would be happy for me to tarnish their perception of him and say he left me with nothing. That to me just didn't seem right. And that led me to finding out even more about creating boundaries. And now with nothing to hide, behind which at that point I was probably hiding behind um, my partner in in one way Um, you know buying a house and having an excuse to not help my family out maybe maybe that was the reason why I let it go for that long as well and that's when I also realized that I needed to create my boundary within my relationship as well, because that made me think to myself, why am I, why did I get into buying a house? Why have I gone, why have I let this gone so far when I knew I wasn't happy and I wasn't in love? um, And I realised that it was the reason that I was also hiding behind the saying no. Um, So from that moment, I guess I learned to start saying no and start looking after myself. And let me tell you, once I did, it was so liberating. Once I started to say no and pinpoint that these were based on choices others were making, it felt like the biggest relief. It felt so good to have that boundary for myself and not feel bad for it. I will never forget the wise words the counsellor said. What would be the worst case scenario if you say no? Would they still be alive? Would they learn to figure it out? Of course they would. And guess what? She was right. They have all survived and they are living a great life. They have made it and they didn't need me. They figured it out and they have been through their journey of learning. No regrets whatsoever, and my relationship with each one of them is strong as they respect me just as much as I respect them. It hasn't affected our relationship, which was ultimately what I was afraid of. I thought I'd be pushing them away, and it's been the complete opposite. I have never felt so close to them, and they are such a big part of me and my family's life, and I'm so grateful to each and every one of them for showing me that I, too, had a choice, and I think we all have learnt to create boundaries with each other and accept the choices we have all made, and that does not affect the love that we have for each other. Why am I telling you this story? Well, I hope you can somewhat relate that we as caring humans can put our own life on the back burner to help others because we want to please others. We don't want to come across as selfish. There is one thing to be nice and kind to others, but understanding when someone is crossing your boundaries is another. So now let's talk about boundaries. I learned to have these even with friends, the people that surround me. I realized if I could set this boundary with my own family, and I could do this at work and with my own friends, but it always starts within, starting with identifying what I truly needed in my friends, what behaviors I would tolerate and what I won't. I used to have many friends, so many friends at my 30th birthday party, believe it or not. I used to be popular, but once I started creating boundaries, bit by bit, my friendship circle got smaller and smaller. Now I can say I still have a handful of lifelong friends, but they are the ones I choose to spend quality time with. It hasn't been easy. The sense of loss has been real. The sense of losing the history with friends. But to be truly authentic is to truly know ourselves and not care what others think. Boundaries include things like identifying what your preferences are, what your deal breakers are, and your limits. I only want the best for others. And if I feel like they generally don't want the best for me or don't respect my boundaries, then I revisit the type of friendship we have. I have chosen authenticity instead of belonging. Because let's face it, most of the time we please others because we just want to belong. We want to be liked. One thing I noticed with the example I gave with my family, my fear was that if I said no, they would no longer love me. Well, if they loved me, they would respect my boundaries. So that is what I carried with my friends and my intimate relationships that ultimately led me to a beautiful and caring man that I am with, um, I am with now, and he's my husband, um, because he accepts me and how I choose to live my authentic life. And not only accepts me, but he also supports me and he reminds me of the values that I have always had. So I started asking myself this question. If I say yes to, and it could be, you know, going out for dinner and sometimes I'd book myself out five times in one week, for example, what am I saying no to? Am I saying no to my own time, right? Um, Five times is a bit excessive and I used to do that. I used to pack out my calendar and my days out every single minute of the day I would be doing something. So I noticed that every time I was saying yes, I would then start to think about the things that I would that I would be saying no to. So if I am saying yes to catching up with a friend on the back of a hectic week at work or long like long days at work, in terms of um, you know, even family commitments that I had, and I would find myself overscheduling my calendar and saying yes to absolutely everything that I could I, I guess I couldn't be on my own at one point, um, and I didn't have the time to rest or take care of myself. And I realized that I was actually saying no to myself. Our rest is just as important. I learned this in my early 30s. Although I thought I had created boundaries with my family, I don't think I was doing that with my friends. I spent my twenties over committing, pleasing people, saying yes to everything and caught myself out being exhausted and angry and I had no kids. At that point, I thought I was busy. I thought I was exhausted. Lucky I created those boundaries before having kids because let me tell you, I would be a lot angrier now. I realized that what I was doing at that time was overbooking my calendar with back-to-back schedules that when I saw a bit of a gap in my calendar, I would then book something else in. So I learned to actually block out me time in my calendar. So if someone asked me to catch up at a certain day or time, I would look at my calendar and it was blocked out with me time. And I would all of a sudden not feel bad that I had scheduled time in my calendar and too bad, but I was busy at that time. They didn't have to know it. Um, they didn't have to know that I was, um, busy with me, myself, and I. But all they needed to know was that I was busy. I highly recommend this tactic if you don't do this already, especially during the crazy Christmas season. S- scheduling time for yourself or even some quiet time for yourself and your family, put it in the calendar so that it is set in stone. Respect your own boundaries and live the life you came here to live on your terms. Be authentic. And the people who truly love you will respect you for that. And if they don't, then they they just simply aren't your people. So I also wanted to tell you a, a bit of a story about um, when I even when I in my twenties when I was um, when I had that um, boundary set with my family, I then realised that I wasn't doing that with my friends. I think I mentioned in one of those other episodes that um, I worked at village cinemas, so I used to get free tickets um, to movies, and I would even to at that to that extreme watch the same movie four times sometimes because I I could only take one person at a time. So I'd please my friends and say I'll take you out to go watch a movie, and I'll they'd pick the same movie that I'd already watched three or, or three or, or four other times and I'd still say yes and book them in and take them to the movies and I would actually end up falling asleep um, and it became a habit to fall asleep watching a movie because that was my downtime because that was the time that I would have time to myself but I was actually just trying to please others please my friends so that they, you know, could watch a movie. Even though I had already watched it, I could have easily said, no, let's watch something else. But um, I used to take that time to just rest and sleep <laughs> so much that it actually ended up going into a long-term thing. So now when I'm watching movies with Adam, I'm still falling asleep and I, I can't I just can't watch movies anymore because I still feel like that is my downtime. It's almost like I have... Um, created this habit within me that as soon as the movie comes on, I just can't stay awake. So it's it's going to be interesting when um, the girls want me to watch a movie. And let's see if I can, um, yeah, watch a, a whole movie with them. But anyways, I wanted to um, share these stories with you. And it is a short one um, because it is a crazy season and I'm going to try to keep um, these ones short. And I know I've said this before and they end up being long anyway, but I promise you for the month of um, December, we'll try to keep them short because I know you're all busy um and i know that uh you'd you'd appreciate these small ones um until the end of the year. So to wrap up this episode, let's quickly revisit what we've discussed today. So navigating the challenges of codependency and setting boundaries as we head into the Christmas season. It's crucial to recognize the extra tasks we often take on and the need to protect our well-being. We delved into the concept of codependency, sharing my personal experience of how it can impact our lives. The key takeaway was understanding that we can care for others without sacrificing our own happiness. By saying no, you are actually respecting yourself and allowing the other person to figure out their own journey and hold them accountable for the choices they have made. So I do want to share some action points um, that have worked for me. So identifying your boundaries, taking time to figuring it all out, what you truly need, and what behaviours you won't tolerate. This applies not only to family, but also to friends and colleagues. Quality over quantity. It's okay to have a smaller circle of genuine, supportive friends. Focus on quality relationships rather than quantity. Learn to say no. Saying yes to everything often means saying no to yourself. Prioritise self-care and protect your time by setting clear boundaries. And just to comment on that, um, I will never forget that's one of the first things that uh, actually once when I got together with Adam, I used to say that a lot to him, um, you know, what are you saying no to? And and that's our thing now, we actually say that a lot to each other, um, you know. Um, yeah, when we, when we say no, what are we saying yes to? And vice versa, when we say yes to something, what are we saying no? And that is actually one of those things that um, we use a fair bit to identify whether or not we should do that um, or not. So – it's something we love, we love to use. And um, Adam loves it. Adam, it was the first time that he actually had ever um, come across that. And as an entrepreneur, you know, you definitely need to have that um, mindset as well. Um, another one is schedule me time. So block out time in your calendar for yourself. Treat it as a non-negotiable appointment to ensure you prioritize self-care. Practice mindfulness. Embrace meditation and mindfulness strategies. These practices can be powerful tools for maintaining balance and reducing stress. Remember, setting boundaries is a continuous journey. Be kind to yourself, especially during the business Christmas season. Break free from over-delivering, people-pleasing, and neglecting your own needs. By respecting your boundaries, you'll gain personal freedom. Work towards self-improvement and live life intentionally. And as we are heading into December, I would like to wish you all a joyful and balanced holiday month. Remember, you matter too, and hope you are able to join me next week and the week after that and the week after that. Okay, let's be real. Please join me every week. Maybe you could also schedule some legacy building mama's time in your calendar. That counts as you time, right? So, um, again, I I do want to make the December um, episodes a little bit shorter than usual um, so that you also don't find like you have to book in a lot of time to listen to my episode. Um, So I just wanted to be mindful of that. And now for my inspirational quote of the week. So I've got a couple of them actually. So daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others by Brene Brown. And the second one, when you say yes to others, make sure you are not saying no to yourself. Paulo Coelho. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Um, and yeah, let's hope that you join me next week. Nice and short for you. And thank you so much for tuning in. And if this resonated with you, please make sure to share it with someone that you may know that will need this during this time especially. All right, have a good week. Bye.